everyone, welcome back to But Why The Reviews. And today we're reviewing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I am Kate, co-founder and edited, editor-in-chief and film head over at But Why Though. And I'm here with CJ. Hello, everybody. My name is Collier Jennings. My friends call me CJ. I am, a, also, I am a contributor to But Why Though for films, comics, and TV. I also write for Collider and IGN. And I co-host Into the Spirecast, which covers all things Spider-Man. Happy to be back. <laughs> and we have Matt. Hello, and I'm Matt, and I'm the also a co-founder of But Why Though, and I just do everything. That is very apt. He does do everything. <laughs> um, so we are obviously talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness today, and we're going to keep the synopsis fairly simple, as in it's what PR gave us. So in Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the MCU unlocks the multiverse and pushes its boundaries further than ever before. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange, who, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new, traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. That was the uh, real quick synopsis that everybody gave us. Having seen the film, it feels a little bit misleading, but we'll get into that. Uh, if you're listening here, the first part of this is going to be completely spoiler free. The last part of it's going to be spoiler light. We will let you know when that goes up and also note in the description of this video and the show notes if you're listening to us on Spotify or any podcasting app. Um, but start off, y'all, like, what were your expectations for this movie kind of coming into it? How did you think it was going to go? Were you excited? Um, let's start with CJ. I was genuinely curious because uh, this was Dr. Strange's first, well, solo movie in a long while. Uh, most of the other MCU projects he had been in after his origin story were pairing him up with other people, you know, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home. So we're just like, okay. But I think that it was a nice exploration of his character. And I also feel that the multiverse aspect of it was handled very well, because again, there are two ways that this mostly goes. The first, you use it for like character, explore who a person is across all, like in everywhere, everything, all, everything, everywhere, all at once. And again, no way home. The worst is where you're just like, oh, look at all this cool stuff. Like, uh, um, Space Jam, A New Legacy. And I am thankful that the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm also... I also... I was also interested because it was Sam Raimi. And as most of folks know, Raimi has more or less kickstarted the superhero movie genre with the Spider-Man trilogy. Yep. And this marks his first film in a while since Oz the Great and Powerful, which I was not a fan of. I'll be upfront with that. So I, was I just don't like, think I anybody was... was. That's fine. Yeah, nobody yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was, so I was generally curious to see where it picked off the, given that, um, given what he was juggling, as well as uh, I heard there were horror elements. And he is also famous for doing the Evil Dead trilogy and Army of Darkness, one of my favorite horror movies. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff to be excited for and curious about. And yeah, that's what drew me to it. Matt, what about you? Um, I was in the curious part. Obviously, I was intrigued to see Doctor Strange finally, like CJ said, in his own like solo-ish movie again. Um, but I was definitely had my, you know, I was the reservations of seeing like what what were we gonna get? Because I, to be honest, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Like I was excited because I wanted to see more Strange finally, 
but I wasn't sure what all that entailed. What, how much multiverse, how many characters were going to be involved? Was this going to be just cameos? Was this just going to be other stuff? And so I was hesitant to see and like, what, 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 what were we getting? And so I just wasn't sure, but I did want to see Strange. And so I was like, that's good enough for me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was one, I wanted to see Strange. I really liked Doctor Strange one uh, without the ending. Um, I, and I think Derrickson had done a really good job blending in horror elements into that really uh, that really large mysticism that Doctor Strange one had. And so when I heard that Raimi was involved, I got extremely excited, not just because of Spider-Man. I mean, like this man knows what to do with superheroes. Like he has proven that those are still the best Spider-Man movie. Um, and I love him from the horror aspect. I think Drag Me to Hell is one of the most underrated horror films. I love Evil Dead. I, I, he has everything that I love in a director. And so I was excited to see what he was going to be able to do with a character that kind of gave him a lot of license to explore the weird and the dark in a way that I don't necessarily think Spider-Man allows you to do. Um, so I was really excited for those pieces and for Wanda. I really love Wanda. I've loved everything Elizabeth Olsen has done with Wanda um, since she's been there. I even love her in Ultron uh, with that accent that just disappeared mysteriously. Um, and I think that that's really what got me hyped. Uh, so as we kind of move from our expectations from it, what were your first reactions? I guess walking out the theater, like just kind of sum up how you felt about the movie. Um, we can start with Matt this time. <laughs> Sadly, the same way I felt about the previous past few Marvel properties that I've watched up, there's a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed and this was cool. There's also a lot of stuff that I kind of really didn't like. And then there was just other stuff that I kind of just shook my head of going, why? But I mean, overall, I, I overall I was excited and I did enjoy it. Um, but it's kind of, once again, it just ends up being a mixed bag of just this weird, yes, no, yes, no, yes, oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, CJ? I was coming out. I was like, okay, that was um, that was not was not what I expected, but in a good way, in terms of story and stuff. Also, it is dark. Like this is a really, really dark movie. <laughs> Darker than I was expecting. I was like, oh, oh, don't take your kids to see this. There's some messed up stuff. But I also think it was like. It's, it's what Raimi excels at and it fits a character like Strange who's crossed dimensions yeah. whose arch enemy is literally a Cthulhu-esque god who rules over another dimension so I was just like yeah th this fits a character like Strange so I'm I'm glad they surprised us with how this went and I am shocked at how much he pushed the envelope I was like go go you man go man that, that was awesome yeah yeah, that that was pretty much my same sentiment. Well, kind of blending y'all two sentiments. Like, I think that there is stuff in here that is 100% my jam. Like, I am deeply in love with parts of this movie, especially where the horror elements come in. Because Sam Raimi worked in tropes from slasher movies, from poltergeist movies. Uh, <laughs> he did Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, and Drag Me to Hell in this movie. Like, he, it was like, you could see his filmography throughout this entire film in a really good way and a way that really worked with the character. Also, it's more violent than the Moon Knight show, which 
is like a critique of Moon Knight, but like also <laughs> like I guess this is our ushering to mature Marvel, I guess, um, or mature. Um, but to Matt's point, there are also a couple of things I deeply hate, and I walked out of the theater extremely mad at how they used America Chavez in the movie and um, we all know that she we all knew she was going to be in it I think uh as it went on we first people thought it was gonna be a cameo and as she started doing the press tours and the junkets it was oh actually she's gonna be a larger part and like my first reaction walking out of the theater was like I would have liked it a hell of a lot more if they didn't put America in that and that hurts my heart that hurts my heart so deeply because she's, I mean, she's the first Latina who is, oh, she's the first she? Latina, yeah, <laughs> she's the first Latina hero. You can't, if you're listening to this, I'm doing bunny quotes around that. And we'll get into that in the spoiler light section of this review, but that was kind of mine. So like mixed bag, but also like, I don't know what you all thought, but I really felt like they'd let Raimi go for it. Like, I really felt like they let him do him. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like they that there was a meeting of the minds, particularly when it comes to the multiverse aspect. Which, when they land in a certain Earth, is where the horror starts ramping up. And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, I was with you." But to, but I also do agree that America could have been so much more. She feels more like a plot device than an actual character at times, which again is frustrating. Given that again, this is the first Latina heroine in the yeah. MCU so I was just like uh, that being said I hope the uh, Zox I mean I'm making sure I pronounce it right. oh yes Zochiel Gomez gets more to do especially since America is a member of the Young Avengers and they've been hinting at that so please don't let this be the end of her please give her another movie with more to do but yeah I yeah. I do like that imagine it's standard superhero stuff and you know universe crossing stuff with straight out horror and the third act is essentially a love letter to Raimi's Evil Dead trilogy we'll get more into that in the spoiler section but yeah I want I do share most of your thoughts there Kate I concur I guess that's but we're just all kind of in the same boat of just like I don't understand why she was in this movie for the most part so without further ado we're gonna mark this as a spoiler light we're entering spoiler light territory we're gonna try and keep giant reveals under wraps if we do explore them i'll make sure to say big old spoiler and we will mark the time codes both in the show notes and in uh the video itself uh but yeah let's talk about we kind of touched on some of like the best parts let's dig in a little deeper of some of the things we thought that this film did really well i know cj you already mentioned the multiverse what about Raimi's usage of the multiverse do you think makes it work really well as opposed to how we've seen the multiverse used in in the mcu so far because we've seen it in loki and we've seen it in no way home how do you think that this actually handles it compared to those well, um, when Lo- with Loki, it was more or less this burgeoning threat. And with No Way Home, it was, again, um, dealing with the fall. It more or less was an incursion of sorts. More or less, folks who weren't supposed to be here came here. And yeah. here, it was kind of a character thing. One of the things I liked about No Way Home was that I explored who Peter Parker was as a character. You know, you had... Tom Holland, Spider-Man going up against uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's and all these guys have been through. And Raimi and Michael Waldron, who is was the showrunner for Loki, 
touch on that with strange specifically yeah. all the stranges have this fatal flaw of hubris they believe my way is the right way and we see how that costs them you know in the opening we see a strange who was willing to sacrifice america so the bad guy doesn't win and when we go to earth 838 we see a strange who fell into darkness trying to save the world and ended up on the wrong side of his allies and then we see another strange who ruined his entire universe so it's just like Doctor Strange needs to get his shit together is basically the <laughs> message of this movie. So, yeah. I, I generally like that it was more, it was less of a cameo to say, oh, here's Cam. Because, yeah, there are less cameos. If you were expecting, like, Tobey Maguire to pop up against Spider-Man or if you're expecting Deadpool to pop up, you're out of luck. They're not in here. But I think the characters that do show up are great and they play very well off Strange. And it's a great way for Com Benedict Cumberbatch to stretch his acting muscles as he plays yeah. different versions of Strange. You know, he's playing a more confident Strange in the beginning and a Strange Rock of Guilt and a Strange who's just creepy AF. And yeah. So that's, <laughs> I, I think that the, I think the multiverse aspect was handled very well when it came to character as well as traveling yeah. the actual thing. Yeah. I, I actually hadn't thought about that, CJ. Uh, there are some large cameos, which we'll talk about probably later. But it actually did use the multiverse differently where it didn't shove in as many cameos as it could have. It, it actually had, had it pretty streamlined. You were you were looking at Strange and unpacking Strange along the way. Matt, what did you feel about it? Oh, I kind of like what they did with Strange for the multiverse. I'm not a big fan of the multiverse of stuff, which we'll kind of talk. But um, no, the, what, what they did with Strange was intriguing because you saw all the different Stranges, like, we, like uh, CJ said. But I also like the I guess he talked about like the hubris apart but I also just felt the big question throughout this whole movie was are you happy yeah and I thought that was just great of just seeing how that reflects throughout the entire multiverse of everybody throughout all the Doctor Stranges yeah. in the world and just kind of like come down just seeing and I guess we get the 616 uh strange kind of being able to realize and see this whole thing of that one he's not the only one not happy yeah but also a lot of people made a lot worse decisions for not being happy. Yeah. And, it, and it also, I know we talked about how this is a love letter to Raimi's other films, but this kind of feels thematically connected to Spider-Man 2, where we saw Peter Parker struggling to, you know, yeah. juggle his yes. life and his, yeah. his love for MJ. And we have Strange here struggling with his love for Christine, as well as his duties as a master of yeah. mystic arts. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. I, can, I, you, I, can you imagine going through 800 different universes to find out that you that fail you're every miserable? single time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. My life sucks. Well, and, so, and I think that that's something, and, and this is like, I think that this is, there are two things that I think that, that Raimi and, uh, oh, the, the writer for this movie is- Michael Waldron. Waldron, Waldron. That, uh, that Raimi and Waldron did extremely well was that character work because that through line of, are you happy? Like there's a deep sadness and loneliness to Strange that he just keeps kind of like pushing off and pushing off and pushing off because, oh, well maybe he could fix it. And even by like the time the movie closes, he's still thinking about that question. It's not because it's self-fulfilling, but I think it's almost like this acceptance that like not everybody is going to be happy 100% of the time. And sometimes you just have to be grateful with what you're dealing with. And I think that that was something that was really well uh, done well. Um, I, I do think that because of how grand the multiverse that we get here is, I think that the film is very... Uh, very spectacle based 
very like bombastic visuals and all of that. I think sometimes it eats up that narrative a little bit. Um, But I think the other thing that it did really well with the multiverse was that Sam Raimi wasn't afraid to just go all the way with it. He's like, well, I mean, and and it it obviously removes some of the stakes because it's just multiverse, but he was like, hey, multiverse, I can kill whoever I want to kill. I can make it like he, he just went at it. And I think that that, that is how the multiverse is meant to be used for me, even like in a comic sense, it's for all the stuff that you can't do in mainline stories. And I think that that's the fun to it um, because I was worried that this was going to feel like a giant retcon, like a giant, um, a giant Marvel has ridden itself into a corner with continuity. We'll undo it all with multiverse of madness. And that didn't happen. Instead, it was just like, uh, it, it was just like Raby was playing in a giant toy box and was like, let's do this one story with Strange and I'm a mess with everything else that I can touch in like a good way. <laughs> um, was there anything else outside of the multiverse that y'all really like? So we obviously have talked uh, about Strange. Um, so as a character, do you think that he was one of the really, I guess, good parts of the film? I'm gonna start with Matt. Yeah, um, I don't know if he's the best part of the film, but he definitely, the, if not the best, the second best part of this film. Um, it's clearly nice that it was, for the most part, his movie. Um, that was probably one of the biggest things I was worried about coming into there was it was just going to be like everything all revolving and not we don't get all that with him. Um, so seeing what we all got from him, I thought was good. And I wasn't like, it still feels this weird not fully his movie all the way but it is um but no he definitely up there I don't think he's the best part of this movie though yeah what about you CJ I do I do like Stranger's Journey then I was coming in here and I do feel like um uh, Waldron and Raimi figured out the best part about Doctor Strange in the comics is that he works really well when he bounces off of other characters like you know, we have his interactions with Wong and his interactions with America and other characters. And every time, and I like the thorough line, everybody's like, you are way too arrogant. And sometimes that leads to destruction. Like a character literally point when he tells one character, you can't do this. And she's like, did you literally sacrifice millions of lives to stop Thanos? And I'm just like, yep, not wrong. So I, I like that other characters yeah. are willing to call him out on his BS. Yeah. And uh, he, he actually tries to, you know, grow as a person. Yeah. Like nobody can, you know, it's, it's not, oh, I learned a lesson. Now I'm a better person. It's like, you got to keep working at it. And I think the film shows that. So yeah, I really do think that thankfully, again, I keep bringing up No Way Home, but it, it, it's, but it, it reminded me a lot of that in that this could have, overwhelmed totally been a movie where the title character is but an afterthought and it wasn't and i'm thankful so yeah yeah no i mean i completely agree i think one of the best things about strange was you do have this he never loses that edge like he is still arrogant but he learns how to kind of rein it in and it reminded me a lot of robert downey jr's tony stark and very specifically when christine tells him the line like you always have to be the one holding the knife and that's why we can't love each other. Like it very much reminded me of the, you wouldn't lay down on the wire, Tony. Like, and I, I, I think that that's one of the cool things. That's why I love these characters because like they are men who, who are extremely competent, but that competency can also hinder them at times. And I think watching Strange explore that like, look, 
you can hold the knife, but sometimes you have to realize that you can't fix it. And I think accepting that you can't fix something is another big takeaway from the film, um, which I think transitioning to like, I used to think that Benedict Cumberbatch was the best actor in the MCU. I think that that's Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> currently after this movie because of what she does in it. And y'all can disagree with me, but I think that Elizabeth Olsen is the best part of this movie. I think her performance is really striking. And we said that this was spoiler light. So we'll talk about it within her first interaction in the film. She becomes the villain uh, because she becomes the Scarlet Witch in a nefarious way, very House of Emmy. Um, and it's one of those things where she was able to be a villain and I never lost sympathy for her. And every choice that she makes, there's just so much power and a rage and like that's what I want a villain to be like there's a very specific part where strange is like you're trying to kill a child and she's like I'm not trying to kill a child I sent somebody else and that was mercy like I could have gone <laughs> myself and like there, like it is just so good to see somebody match strange for the arrogance, for the like, no, I have all the power. You are nothing to me. And I think having that shown through Wanda, we finally get this giant look at the power of Scarlet Witch, because that's something that has been my biggest issue in the MCU is she is one of the strongest people. She is S tier and we haven't gotten to see her do much. But boy, does that change here. Uh, we could go with CJ. What are your thoughts on Wanda? <laughs> like, yes, like Elizabeth Olsen, like I, I, had, I had watched WandaVision prior to this and I was like, yeah, she got to develop Wanda as a character. And here she takes it to a whole nother level, a very scary level, I might add, because there is some straight up scary stuff involving this character. But yes, to your point, uh, and Kate, again, you mentioned how well constructed a villain she is. And again, uh, I bring up Magneto, ironically, because he is her father and like father, like daughter, I guess. She is a very, you understand where she's coming from. Like you, you don't condone her actions because again, she's like willing to kill an actual child here, but you kind of understand she lost her children. Part of her is still searching for that. And again, I think, I feel like the beauty of adapting comics into film and television, sometimes you can look at certain storylines and do it better. Um, and Avengers Disassembled, when it was first revealed that she was tapping into chaos magic and going crazy, trying to bring back her kids, is more or less written off as here, you kind of get to see how far she's willing to go. And again, I have to give props to the folks for releasing this over Mother's Day weekend because Edge Edge, this is a movie about how far a mother will go for her kids. And the answer is, murder whole universe is worth of people sometimes. Yep, yep, very far, very far. Yeah, Lots yeah. of murder. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Absolutely terrifying. There were very much shades of Carrie and Evil Dead. And I yeah. pretty much, I very much enjoyed it. And I'm a little conflicted on the ending and how they handled that. Yeah, but yeah like, we'll get to I that agree. One. We'll get to yeah. that one. Um, I guess for me, um, I don't know if she's the best actor in the entire MCU at this point. I'd probably disagree with that. But she is by far the best part of this movie. 
and she is definitely terrifying. You see her powers, you see her not care, you see the rage. Um, even if it comes even illogical and stuff, it doesn't make sense and kind of hurts your head, but it doesn't matter because you just see that yeah. rage and that drivenness to do, yeah. I'm going to kill anybody and everybody and I don't care. And the funny thing, because y'all keep talking about, well, you're willing to kill a child. And I'm like, she's murdering everybody. Why are we worried about the one child right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The child might feel lucky because she doesn't seem like she's going to go through it as bad as some of these other people yeah. right now. And I think um, oh, good. But no, um, the only problem I do have right now with that part is I know of House of M. I didn't watch WandaVision and I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I will say like as we kind of move towards stuff that the film could have done better, um, I do think it could have, well, not, I don't think there's something the film could do better because I think Raimi is, and, and when they talk, they talk about this, that they had to fit this in with everything else. I, gone are the days where you don't need to do homework because I think even as much as you had to see movies beforehand for like Endgame or like Avengers movies, you had to kind of catch up. You could still walk into solo films and kind and be fine. Now you have to watch a whole dang series. Um, and for some of the fan service, you have to have watched like really crappy series that have since been forgotten by the entire Marvel universe. <laughs> and I, and I think that like that type of necessity is really frustrating, but I think to your point, Matt, her, like, as she got more illogical, you're right. I was never like, why the hell is this villain doing this? Like, oh no, this woman, it, like, it, it's not anger. Like rage is really the only way that you can really express how she's feeling. And I think for me, like watching it, it was, it was a very raw look at what happens when you lose something. Like what happens when you lose somebody that you love? Like, it's not all like process, like not everybody grieves the same and some people just get angry. And for me, I really appreciated seeing that on screen. Ending aside, I thought that it was just... Yeah, you can't reason that. And to your point, like she's where the horror is. Like magic, the magic usage, her like literally going full slasher and chasing someone down a tunnel. Like it is, it is next level and it is so well done. And Elizabeth Olsen ate that like every single scene. Um, so four things that could have been done better. Both of you have mentioned the ending. Um with with kind of the resolution for it are there other things that you that you think could have done uh, the film could have done better uh cj oh yeah i felt that at times the film was a little too fast like it needed to slow down a bit like it does yeah. slow down around the middle-ish but it kind of felt like go 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 and i was like maybe take five to ten more minutes to just slow down kind of you know just let things sink in because again horror at its core is about pacing right you, you yeah. gotta you know you can't it can't be all scares all the time you gotta wait and stuff like like um nightmare on elm street uh, jace uh freddy freddy krueger's first appearance is just absolutely terrifying you build up to it you know the clinking of the claws the shroud and shells stuff like that i feel yeah. like the film could have used a little bit more of that yeah and again i have already talked my other things i I, I do feel that America could have been more of a character, but yeah, those are my yeah. only two major gripes with the movie. Yeah. yeah. So mine, um, the funny thing is everybody keeps talking about this movie moves fast and they want to slow down. And I'm like, that's one of the parts that I loved about this movie 
Um, I guess you could obviously slow down a little bit, but like that's why I've been very turned off about a lot of the Disney Plus shows that we get in the Marvel TV stuff. It's just so damn slow and boring to me a lot of times. Yeah. And so this very fast paced, I really enjoyed. Um, I think there's probably, you could, I guess you could have like to build up a little bit parts you could have, but overall I actually like the tension and like the, like the speed of like, we, cause at the end of the day, this is a race and this is a run. Like they are on the run this entire movie. It starts with that. And it pretty much almost go all the way to the end. Basically, you it's just a sprint. We're out running multiverse through multiverse. And so like having that feel of fast pace, I really like because then day that's what you're doing. You're running. <laughs> yeah. um, as far as things that could have done better, uh, American Chavez might as well have been a book or a, yep. a stone, a tomb. Yep. Yep. Could have done anything. Yep. They could have found another little book under a rock and that could have been American Chavez. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know why you're not, might as well call her Miss McGuffin. <laughs> yes, that's all she is. <laughs> yep. Like, I don't yeah. know what the point of that was, other than you, um, which I guess kind of leads to my other parts of like some of the stuff they have. Of they had to make sure to introduce, they had to make sure to tie it all back in, they had to make sure to do everything back to the connectivity, and it kind of ends up taking things out. And it done a deva- one, it devalues her complete character to like I said, she could have the book of Chavez, that's what it could have been. Yeah. Um, it would, didn't matter. <laughs> Um, and so I think that was a big part, which kind of like the MCU tie-ins, which kind of get lead to frustration of it sometimes ends up taking you out of the movies and everything else. Um, I think those are probably the two biggest things for me. And then obviously yeah. the ending of, I don't, whatever. Yeah. Not every ending for a female has to be empathy. Yeah. You can do something yeah. else. You can, I, I do, you can do something else. Like it doesn't have to be empathy. That That's my big issue with that. Uh, but I do agree with, so I'm like a hybrid between you two again, when it comes to the pacing, because I agree, I agree with CJ. And I think that it gets so erratic at points that you can't really kind of like take in the story elements, like, and that kind of eats it up almost, but keep I agree up and with, keep running. But I agree with Matt. It's like, <laughs> I, I think the, the erratic nature and almost the chaotic pace that it has at times, I think really benefits certain sections of the movie. I think when they get to, is it uh, earth a three, eight, uh, when they get to that, like that being so fast, that makes sense, but there are other pieces where it just doesn't. And I've tweeted about it. I think that America in this movie is the worst adaptation of a character that Marvel has done. And it frustrates me to no end. Um, I had issues with Zochil and, and she's amazing. She was really great in Babysitter's Clubs. Like she's a good actress, but it is frustrating because she is light skin. She has straight hair. She is thin. These are things that America Chavez is not. And so right off the bat, you're already having a piece of her identity removed. And then Marvel has worked hard to retcon America Chavez in the comics. America Chavez is Puerto Rican now. She's not in inter- they they undid the interdimensional beam stuff so that she could actually be ident- like a Puerto Rican superhero. This movie undoes that and she is an interdimensional being that they somehow like randomly speak Spanish and it is so frustrating from that from that choice to the sugar skull on the jacket when it's a Puerto Rican superhero not a Mexican one. Like there is so much about her that just feels messy. And it feels like, oh, all brown is the same. All of these Latin cultures are the same. It doesn't matter. And we move towards this pan Latin identity that doesn't do anybody any good. Um, And I think the largest part, the largest issue here is 
if they had given me this identity issues that feel lazy and lip servicey, but they gave me a good character, I could eat, I could eat a little bit of crow, but they don't. Like Matt said, she could have just been a book. They're searching for a book the whole time. She could have just been a book or an infinity stone. And it is such a disservice to a character who is so charismatic and aggressive and driven like on the page. Like she knows what she is doing. She is a fighter. And here she's just an annoying kid. And it it, it hurts. Like it, it hurts. Yeah, like, but have you ever had somebody tell you to believe in yourself before? Oh God. That Especially scene. if somebody was from another dimension and you have has no connection to you whatsoever. <laughs> just a man, a man missing half a job telling you just believe in yourself. <laughs> and after this whole trying not to die, now you will finally understand how to use your powers. I thought the visual, the, the only good thing about America Chavez was the visualization of the star punching was very good. I oh, yeah. really liked that. That was really it actually good. felt like reality was breaking apart into a star yes. shape. Yeah, that was really good. And I liked how they layered it where you could see she pushed through, pushed through multiple pieces. But her, sorry, I don't like it. You could, you could recast her and I'd be happy to be completely honest. So as we close out, uh, do you all think people should go see this movie or should they skip it? And one reason why for whichever one you choose. I mean, start with CJ. I think you should see it because it is a terrifyingly trippy thrill ride. If you like, if you love the horror work that Sam Raimi has done, if you like seeing crazy visuals of people turning in the paint and cartoons and and you know zombies and if you are in the mood for a little horror in your superhero movie definitely see it Matt? i mean i yeah i mean if you like marvel sure go see it i mean i don't at this point i don't know why anybody wouldn't see it unless i mean unless you haven't got the homework i mean i guess you could be you can be a lot of people yeah Excuse me. Unless you haven't done the homework, you could be quite lost in this. But overall, as CJ said, there's actually so much in this movie that's actually really good that yeah. it kind of just outweighs all the confusion. Yeah. And at this point, I mean, who isn't in the Marvel stuff? Yeah. And also, it's the only thing playing in theaters at this point. So what's you don't have an option? <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> um i think i think if you're a horror fan you're gonna get a lot out of this and i think that that's a really good reason to go see it i think it's a great reason to go see it for for Raimi. i will be a little bit split and say don't see it if you're only going for america chavez because i have seen quite a few people who are like i'm new to comics i'm new to this stuff i really was only interested because they're introducing a character that i love um if that is your draw you're going to be very disappointed. Um, and that's kind of that, that's where I'm at. But if you love strange and Wanda, like this is, this is really good. Yes. So um, I will say just because obviously we talked about Chavez being bad. Um, I think it was, you mentioned, and we said that like Sam Rainey didn't really, oh, this yeah, was yeah. Marvel's decision. Yeah, this isn't her, Sam Rainey's fault. I don't, yeah. I don't think this is Raimi and Waldron's fault at all. So when Ray, when Raimi, I think it was io9 asked Raimi about America being in the movie. He said, yeah, it's exciting to introduce a new hero. He's like, but, Marvel wanted her in here. He explicitly said that Marvel had wanted her to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. They couldn't work her in. And so they gave her to him. As we know from production uh, and from the junket, 
they rewrote this script multiple times mm. and they were uh, doing production while No Way Home was finishing up. So I think that I think that that is why she is just a plot device because I think that there was something there that wasn't America before. Um, so I can't really put that, fault that on uh, Ramia Waldron, but I can fault Marvel for just trying to, for reaching their little tentacles out and forcing things into movies for continuity instead of just letting them like develop. So yeah, but with that, uh, let's tell everybody where they can find us. Uh, CJ, where can they find you? Okay. My, I am on Twitter at CJ Writes Things, on Instagram at CJ Writes Stuff. If you go Google my name, you'll find a list of all my writing, including But Why Though. And you can also find my Intuspirecast at Intuspirecast on Twitter and Intuspirecast at Instagram. Awesome. Matt? Um, you can find me, obviously, all of our stuff at But Why Though, but um, you can find me on Twitter at datm18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. I do want to say before we get here, this movie has a lot of great lines that I enjoyed that actually were like not the inspirational ones. Like what? I'm sorry, but the, do you ever have a dream when you're falling? That's me. Yeah, that was very good. That was very good. It was scary, but we have to get out of here. I'm at Omemeth Randier on everything. Uh, if you liked what you're watching, make sure you like and subscribe. Oh my God, I say that now. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify or your podcasting apps, we have a YouTube channel. Go drop us a follow at But Why Though PC on everything, all of the socials. We want to do more reviews for you. So, you know, get that engagement up. Uh, and if you want to join the conversation that we have daily about movies, TV, games, and more, head over to discord.gg slash B-U-T-W-H-Y-T-H-O. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Um, and I really hope I never meet another part of myself because I have messed up dreams, y'all. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.